0: Uh, When brands leverage that data, I feel that we can amplify the value that you get back as a user. You're listening to Data Unlocked, driving better marketing with better data. We're interviewing marketing leaders to discuss how they're using customer data to bring more deeply personalized experiences to market.
1: I'm thrilled today to have our guest, Mayor Gupta, um, here today on the podcast. Mayor joins us from Kraken, um, you know, where he currently serves as their CMO. Mayor, welcome to the show. Maybe you can, you know, say hi to our, say hi to our listeners.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Glad to be back on the podcast, and thank you for having me.
1: Great. I've known Mayer for, for many years. Uh, he was previously a customer um, when he was seen at freshly, you know, and then went on to uh, Gannett and USA Today and has now ventured into the crypto world. You know, we've had many very sort of thoughtful, philosophical, and technical conversations over the years. And Mayor joins a very elite crew of folks who have been on the podcast twice. Yes, this is Mayor's second appearance. The last was really around sort of more Fundamental issues uh, you know, regarding how do you actually affect cross-team collaboration across data and marketing? Because Mayer, as uh, some of you who listen to the podcast may remember, you while know, is now a tremendously successful CMO, you know, had you know, his beginnings of his career uh, as a software engineer and you know, working on databases. So really uh has sort of come the full spectrum. And you know, obviously my background is on the data side and uh, have learned a tremendous amount around you know marketing Martech over the last seven eight years building Simon Data, but we always have a ton to talk about. You know today we'll you a know, very exciting yeah you know, exciting topic you know and our big question today really. Revolves around crypto, you know, and I'm sure you know many many listeners will be asking, you know, what does data have to do with crypto, and why do we even care about marketing with crypto, you know? But at the end of the day, there's some foundational questions, you know, around education, uh, you know, around you know, you're really helping to define how to define a brand uh, in a very fast evolving, uh, hot, you know, but uh, ambiguous space, uh, you know, and then we'll sort of bring that back into CRM, you know, and, and sort of come full circle around and touch on some of the topics we talked about last time, but. You know, Mayor, maybe we can just begin at the top here. Tell our listeners, sorry, a little bit about uh, you know, Kraken, product and business, and then maybe just talk about you know, crypto more broadly and you know, how you think about your role as a CMO of a, of a, of a fast growing and prominent
0: you know, crypto business. Sure, sure. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jason. And again, glad to be here. First of all, about Kraken, we are, we are one of the largest and also the oldest centralized exchanges in the world. We've been around pretty much since the beginning of uh, Bitcoin and and crypto in general, we just celebrated our 11th year. Interestingly enough, like great, many great product led companies, uh, you know, the growth for us in the first decade has come in the absence of any scale marketing. So marketing is still a baby uh, in 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 Kraken's journey, but we've had tremendous success and growth on the backing of uh, a fantastic product that we built first and foremost for, professional advanced traders. And then a few years back, we evolved into more retail consumers. So it's been a fascinating journey. Last, you know, six months, we venture now from an exchange to an NFT marketplace and um, have a lot of product innovation and product roadmap down the line, uh, diversifying beyond just the exchange. Um, you know, as a as a CMO of, of an incredible product and brand like Kraken, I think the challenge and the opportunity is pretty fantastic, I think, for any marketer in crypto today, because you are kind of uh, hustling on two fronts. On one hand, you are trying to build your brand; you're trying to be honest and authentic and differentiate yourself. But at the same time, uh, in fact, even before that, you're trying to build the category because, in in many ways, the category still doesn't exist fully. You know, there are around 250 million users around the world, but there are probably six billion. You know, online shoppers, which means that there's a lot of uh, demand that still has to be created, but not through pure inspiration, uh, not through great solutions, but rather an education understanding of what problem crypto and blockchain really intends to solve. An education on what exactly is missing for the last hundred years in the core foundation of money, because when I grew up, I really wasn't taught the foundation of money. You know, as an engineer, you're taught how to connect the wires. And if you're a mechanical engineer, you're taught different things, but I never really understood the foundation of money. Uh, how does it really work, what the gaps were. But then once you start to get deeper, you really realize how broken that ecosystem really is and the power and the opportunity that we all have in front of us with the technology like blockchain and its application with crypto. So very excited to be here, very excited to be at Kraken. We are uh, we've been through many bears and bulls, so we continue to stay focused on building some great products right now uh, and great user experiences.
1: Great. So, so Mayor, let's, let's double click on this you know, you know, notion uh, and challenges and opportunities around education. Uh, you know, I'm relatively tactical and I, you know, I dabble you know, in blockchain. I dabble in crypto. You know, have a bit of Bitcoin. You know, but I have friends who are are, are very deep. You know, and I'll, I'll hang out with them over lunch, over beers, and you know, I'll talk with them and they'll educate me a little bit. Uh, and then they'll talk amongst each other, and it just sounds like a different language. It's really the complexity never ends. You know, and at the same time, if you look at your average Kraken customer, and of course, um, you know, the opportunity you know, for Kraken and crypto uh, across a billion people on the earth, uh, you know, in the next next decade, you know, I'm, I'd imagine I'm probably on the more technical and sophisticated realm of, you know, customers to begin with. Yeah. So, how do you think about that continuum? You know, and how do you think about you know, building the brand positioning, and in later in the conversation we'll talk about how data can play a role in this. But at a high level, how do you think about you know, just the different personas you know, that you're trying to talk to?
0: Yeah, yeah. See, first, first and foremost, our thesis of marketing and building the Kraken brand has never been about trying to be the loudest voice or trying to ride, you know, on on the wave that that was going on, uh, you know, prior to this last um, bear run which is not specific to crypto, it's, you know, across the board, across the equities uh, as well. But our focus has always been to highlight the substance of crypto, highlight the core value proposition and not not ride on the volatility. And um, what that means is, how can we leverage marketing to drive awareness on the use case and the application of crypto to solve those problems? And if you think about it, if you think about the analogies of other tech-led revolutions. You know, the iPhone, even something like an Uber, you know, when it came about, I feel that the moment you experienced that product, the focus for you as a customer shifted instantly on the value. You didn't care about the technology. Technology was hidden because the value was so visible. I think crypto is finally now at the cusp where the technology will be hidden. And the value which comes out of the real-life use cases will be more visible to people like you and I or the person walking down the street. Historically, you know, so far though, it's been the inverse. It's been all about technology and people are still searching for what does it solve for me? And unfortunately, with all the marketing that has happened in the category, especially in the last three or four years, it has focused more on leaning in with the solution whereas the world is still searching for the problem. So we strongly believe that the journey for the global adoption of crypto begins with educating the world about the use cases, about the gaps that exist, and then educating on how does this technology really end up solving it. So that's been our thesis and um, we haven't rushed in, but now we are ready to start to scale that and start to bring the user along. But I think the second part of your question was different cohorts. Look, I think there's no question that there are there are segments of users who are at different depths of their crypto understanding or even equities trading you know when you use robinhood and and, and uh, e trade or any other platform you have users who are day traders you have users who are orderless. you know they they invest they're believers but they don't do day trading then there are users who are you know they browse they discover and every you know every x number of weeks but they're all Advanced traders, um, they focus on all the innovation around derivatives and options, and they, you know, they look at futures and margins and fun kind of products. But then there is a massive population of, let's call them the retail consumers, who are curious. Um, you know, they are believers. They are wanting to come in. They want their foot in the door, and they just want a very simple experience. They want it to be the most frictionless experience. They want brands that are trusted because they've heard so much, especially in the last six to nine months. And they want to play around and then gradually go through the journey. So we do look at the landscape as um, folks who are just coming in. And in fact, for them, we strongly believe that NFT is an incredible evolution of crypto or another manifestation of crypto. Then that maybe that becomes an entry point for a big population where you know, it is exciting for them, you know, whether you want to call them the collectible avatars or, you know, or just digital assets being minted on the chain.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I um, dabble with NFTs, you know, bought a couple of NFTs for my kids and spend more than a couple hundred bucks on it. But it's uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating world. And so maybe we can talk about today uh, and crypto. And I, I think, you know, you know certainly, Look, the tech markets have changed materially over the last you know 12, 13, 14 months now, as has crypto. So you know, when you really yeah, when you talk about you know focusing on customer problems, and when you talk about you know where crypto is today, you know, what are some of the 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 top problems and opportunities you know that you've seen evolve with you know all the dynamics and the changing you know changes in the markets we've seen over the last year plus? Yeah, look, I think
0: we are still in the infancy and early stages of. A lot of those happening at scale, but I'm an immigrant, and uh, I have faced this challenge for the last twenty plus years that I've been here in the U.S. My my family is still in India, you know. Remittance is still a challenge; still takes me sometimes two three days to to get my money out there, you know, or pull the money. Right now, I'm in the process of selling, you know, our ancestral property there and bringing the money back. It's not straightforward. You have to go through many hoops and challenges, and then. I firmly believe that something like NFT will have many manifestations, you know, in in countries other than here, for example, authenticity and authentic documentation is a big challenge. You know, your birth certificates, that's a big, 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 big vertical where there are massive areas of corruption uh, across industries because you don't have authentic documentation, real estate, you know, and, and a lot of challenges that exist in terms of registration. So Authenticity and, and the ability to create an environment that is permissionless uh, and trustless, I think has many use cases and we are just starting to see uh, how that shapes. So one, one of the other ones, because we recently bought a house when we moved to Florida, the way the lending platforms work and how you get a rate of interest for yourself versus somebody else, you know, there is so much opportunity there when I, I feel that smart contracts at scale could totally change that where it can take the bias away from how the decisions are made today based on who you really know, you know, within the institution versus really having smart contracts that can determine based on input criteria, And it has a very predefined way of determining what value you get as an end user. So I feel that there is so much transparency that can come through the application. It can take away that middle layer bias. It can take away that, you know, middle layer corruption and actually give the value back to the end user
1: hundred percent. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of the contract opportunities are incredibly exciting. And by the way, I think they're also probably the, you know, the less, you know, less known and less understood, you know, especially across your average consumer. Yeah. So maybe consider sort of transition to our next topic in question, which is, you know, around, ultimately around personalization and data, you know, and look, ultimately I think the challenge here uh, with education is one size doesn't necessarily fit all. You know, and, and you know, maybe we can sort of, you know, there are a couple, couple of layers to this onion. The first is us, you know, strategically and conceptually. You know, how do you think about, you know, for the problems of crypto, which, you know, can generalize quite frankly to any other problem, how do you think about the actions that your customers take and, and how that can you know, you know, relate to the different you know, points of advice, points of education that you can you know, push from a branding and messaging perspective? Uh, and then, of course, the other side of this, which we'll get to afterwards, which is more technical, is to actually talk about the blockchain as a vehicle of storing and representing customer data and what that can look like in the coming in the coming years and beyond.
0: Yeah. So to make sure I understood your first part of the question, of course, I'm excited about the second one. You know, I have brainstormed that before on the evolution of blockchain. How does that tie into data storage and CDPs, and then hook into marketing? Your first question was more around the points of education for customers.
1: Exactly. So I mean, yeah, you know, I'd imagine for you know someone who has you know hundred thousand dollars plus invested, you know, in in their in their Bitcoin wallet and they're trading every single day, you know, they're at a very different point of their journey than for someone who uh, you know, just funded with their five free box or I don't know what kind of it says, uh, yeah, Kraken has or doesn't have. Yeah, look, I think um, the good news is there is some incredible
0: content out there and um, um, which, which is now finally starting to talk about the basics and the fundamentals as well. I do feel that in the first few years, a lot of the conversation in the space, whether that is blockchain or crypto, which is just one application of the blockchain, uh, it was quite insular, right? You, you had to be in the communities to really understand and you had to understand the taxonomy. Uh, it wasn't very well understood, but there is a whole wave of content. There is podcasts. There is online content. There is content that brands like Kraken produce every week, trying to bring that basic level of understanding, the foundational level of understanding and start to build those building blocks. And from a marketing and product standpoint, we are starting to invest in that very actively to seamlessly integrate that into the product experience as well. And, mm. and, there are folks who are trying to build gamification, trying to encourage and inspire users to want to learn more, and you're incentivizing that behavior. You're rewarding people to learn, so this concept of learn and on, which, again, for something as revolutionary but also fairly complex and deep, creating experiences that inspire you to want to learn more uh, without feeling the risk of investing your core assets. I think that is that is going to be the key to drive that global adoption. And also, like I said earlier, that from a marketing standpoint, the focus has to not lean on the inertia, not lean on the volatility, not make crypto about only about get rich quick. Because when you bring a wave of users who come in for their volatility, who come in for that hockey stick growth in their investment, they are the ones who get disappointed and will leave the moment they see it tough. So instead... The focus should be first on education, on the value proposition of crypto. what is it what is the true impact of this great revolution? So you come into it for reasons much beyond just that immediate or instant gratification.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, this is a, a lesson that I think everyone of our listeners you know, has experienced, you know and can benefit from. and you're know, really thinking about you know what are the motivations and what is driving your ideal customers. Uh, and are they the right motivation yeah you know, I know many of our e-commerce customers you know they'll run sales and discounts over Black Friday but those first customers they won't really count as customers until they actually get to a second purchase you know because it's an introduction to the brand it's a you know cost of of potentially acquiring customers but it's you know, getting someone to come at a deep discount isn't necessarily acquiring people for the right reasons at all. Uh, it doesn't mean it's a bad strategy, but it does mean that when you think about those, you know, think about those customers, you have you sort of have to get them to do a little bit more before you can really count the name as, you know, part of the crew. So, a hundred percent.
0: Yes, very similar. I think it's very, very similar and akin to that example of um, throwing those carrots. You know, In the world of e-commerce or trying to bring someone on Thanksgiving, yes, you see that initial spike, but that spike usually goes away if you're not focused on habit creation, if you're not focused on really building the trust you know, with your audience.
1: 100%. So, so let's let me turn to some of the technical aspects of the blockchain you know, and what this means potentially for customer data uh, and beyond. Uh, I think it's a space that
0: we are all diving in and um, rapidly evolving because I think there are a few different layers in terms of how it applies to the world of marketing. There is, there is the data storage and last 10, 15 years of marketing data has been all around. It began with the DMPs when it was the world was all about cookies and the anonymous data and translation of that. Then came the CDPs and great products like Simon Data, which kind of made first party known data more accessible, more smart, more intelligent to build those connections. But I think with, with blockchain, I feel that in a world that is purely permissionless and, and trustless in a way, and anonymous, the power goes back to the customer. The code difference is the identity is no longer your own data set. The identity is no longer your address or your Google or whatever you as a brand was using, it is now your wallet. And all your interactions, at least the transactional interactions are now on a public database, the world's database, which is my simplest way of defining what a blockchain really is. And um, what is yet to be figured out is at what point and how do brands tie that wallet identity and interactions that are stored on chain, which is limited because a chain is not meant to be a relational database ever, right? It is not feasible. But at what point does that get tied to your known data set as a brand? And I was having this great discussion with with a lot of folks who are trying to solve that in the world of Web3. And I almost think about that as, you know, when you are that. In the day, seven, eight years back, you started to have single sign-on. So you're trying to log into someplace and now you have, oh, you can actually use your Gmail account to log in. So there is a point of connectivity which you as a customer own and control. And I feel that is going to be the pathway of allowing the customers to connect their wallets to their known entity if they choose to do so. And that opens up the world for brands to engage with those customers, leveraging their on-chain data, but also you know, their off-chain data as well. That's my very early thinking on how marketing automation, CDP, and known data evolves in the world of Web3.
1: It makes a ton of sense to me. And I think you know, w- what I think is most interesting, I think the salient point for our listeners is customer identity is you know ultimately represents the combination of data that comes from many sources online offline crypto and beyond and I think as as far as it relates to crypto the wallet is really sort of the key identifier that a user uses in the crypto space um you know so if, if I buy something if I affect a transaction on Kraken if I trade an nft you know, all this is recorded in my wallet you know and my wallet is not personally identifiable but you know, ultimately, you know, it is my wallet. You know, and of course, there are privacy questions. You know, there are questions around uh, technology as well that need to be ironed out. You know, but it is a very interesting construct in that. Part of the beauty of the of your crypto wallet, you know, is this notion of auditability and to really know what the lineage and what the transaction histories actually are. You avoid things like fraud. It really you know creates a much more open and transparent you ecosystem. You know, and it comes with benefits around you know data portability. You know, and and having that lineage. You know, you know, but ultimately you know there are privacy questions as well right? how it can ultimately or won't actually at all join into your you know your actual personal identity. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that what will be interesting, Jason, to see is as crypto becomes more and more ubiquitous and and becomes the currency that gets accepted in more and more places and a lot of e-com platforms start to use that, I think the shift will come because they will not care as much about who you really are as Jason. But they will care who you are, you know, as that um, um, anonymous individual, and all they have is your wallet, but all they have is behavior. Where marketing will be more behavioral and intelligent. That's where ML and AI have even value, because it will not be about who you are, where you live, um, you know, and everything else that we know about today. But it will be more about your transactions, you know, your behavior on platform and off platform, and how do we leverage that to drive value back to you as an individual?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. You can imagine uh, a CRM strategy that's driven just off of your wallet uh, and off of absolutely no, you know, personally identifiable information at all. You know, and yeah, you know, to your point, you know, it's, it's driven off of my behaviors uh, you know, my transactions, uh, but nothing else. It doesn't tie into where I live. It doesn't tie into any other sense of information because it's completely decoupled from my actual identity.
0: Yes. And, and there are, there are no boundaries to where that goes because then it becomes interoperable, which means that you have access, you have the ability to tie your data, uh, again, centering around the wallet for many different chains. And I think it's just so much potential because right now your data is still restricted to an ecosystem that is controlled by one organization or one company. But the power of blockchain is that it is no longer limited to that scope, which means that at the end of the day, uh, when brands leverage that data, I feel that we can amplify the value that you get back as a user. Because you are not struggling with those boundaries that exist today.
1: Right. And just as the data is transparent, the computation and the analysis that are, are used to understand behaviors and intent uh, from a CRM perspective can also be transparent. You know, and especially even touched touch on the compute model, uh, you know, around, you know, Ethereum and uh, other technologies that you know, enable that. But it is a completely new and, you know, quite frankly, very different world than exists today. Yes, yes. And
0: I I think that's why... As marketeers, we all have to be on this learning curve and journey to understand. And if, if 10 years, I don't know how long back that was, 13, 14 years back, it was all about marketing tech. Every marketeer needs to be a technologist. I think the next 10 years will redefine that at a whole different level because technology and the channels through which you engage with your audience the type of data that we are going to deal with is going to be just so much more complex and amplified. Uh, that would, we got a lot of catch up to do.
1: 100%. All right, Mayor, we're we're coming to the bottom of the show here. Uh, you know, and, you know, in the, in the last, you know, since you were last on the episode, we've introduced a new question, you know, which, uh, you know, I prepped you on, you know, but you have a ton of questions, a to, you know, ton, ton of time to think about. Uh, but you know, here we go. If you could have this conversation again with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? So, um, well, Thanks for adding that
0: fun question. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I, there are a lot of incredible people, of course, but I I would not I'll I'll stay the course and not try to get too philosophical. But in terms of entrepreneurship and disruption and revolution, there is one person that just for me is mind-boggling and in terms of his ability and what he's done. Uh, purely in terms of what he's accomplished, um, that's Elon Musk, and more so because not because of what, in fact, what he's done with Tesla or or you know anything else, but primarily for what he has shown as an entrepreneur, the resilience, um, especially with SpaceX. I know we were talking about that very briefly. Um, that is just the inhuman ability to stay so focused at a mission where I'm sure he would have had a million opportunities to give up and still be revered very well as one of the, the entrepreneurs of the century. But for a mission that is so hard for us to even imagine, right? To inhabit a whole different planet, but to have that commitment and the vision uh, to me, that is just unthinkable, unimaginable, but, Imagining somebody who could get so much passion and commitment, and take a whole team behind, and do something that was not done by brands and agencies like NASA for so many you know for so many decades—it's just—it's just amazing. I feel if I have one millionth of that resilience and persistence about whatever mission I have in life, uh, I think I'll do well.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great, great response, and yeah, I think. There's glimmer that the markets are are, are turning, you know, to a better place, and I know crypto has certainly go, gone through its trials and tribulations, uh, you know, over the last you know 15 months, uh, you know. But ultimately, uh, you know, I believe in the mission and the opportunity, and obviously, you know, mayor, it's incredibly obvious. I think you're not you're underselling yourself a little bit here that you, know, you 100% see the potential and push towards that every single day, and it's, it's it's at the end of the day, it's tremendously exciting. It is, yeah, we are
0: very firm believers and very bullish on the future. And as Kraken, we'll continue to build great products and uh, we'll continue to do our best to move the mission ahead.
1: Great. Well, uh, yeah, thank you again, Mayor, for coming on our podcast today and sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, really, when I reflect back uh, on, our, on our conversation, it's really a new world, uh, in many ways. It's, you know, a new way of storing data. You know, it's a new set of problems around education and brand awareness and, and articulation of value. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's actually nothing new at all from a marketing perspective. You know, it's really around, uh, you know, starting with the basics and building a great product. Uh, you know, you're starting with uh, an opportunity that's potentially massive. And and really just looking at the fundamentals in front of us. Who are my customers? What are they doing? You know, what's the data that describes them? Uh, and how do I use all that to influence and build to build the brand uh, and to really drive customers uh into the life cycle to get them to realize as much value as possible? Yeah. You know, and while I'm sure uh for some of our listeners, at times, you know, the conversation may have felt a little bit out into the right, uh, I think bring it bring it home. It's actually all pretty basic stuff at, at a certain level, at least from my sort of basic opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, so Mayor, for, for anyone uh, who wants to learn more about Kraken, uh, or maybe for any listeners who might be you know, looking, for, looking for a, a role, you know, how can they get in contact with, contact with you or learn more about the product? Well, the best way is
0: uh, I think crypto is very much like swimming. The only way you learn is when you just jump in. So <laughs> I would encourage you to go to kraken.com, download our app, or check out some of our content on blog.kraken.com, uh, as well as we have a career section on the .com. Please check out. We, we are continuing to bring on uh, some great people. Uh, we have great opportunities. And uh, yeah, we are remote first. We are, we have employees in 70 different markets, countries. So it's, an, it's one of the most exciting places to work, uh, one of the most mission-driven organizations uh, to be a part of. So Yes. Or you can always find me on LinkedIn or Twitter and hit me up if you are curious and
1: want to learn more. Great. And I can I can vouch, Mayor, for your passion for mission values. So, you know, and, uh, and thank you for everyone listening to this episode of the Data Unlocked podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Simon Data, please visit us on the web at simondata.com or email us at hello at Simon Data. You've been listening to the
0: Data Unlocked. You can listen to more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Simon Data. We help marketers unlock their customer data to deliver a better customer experience at scale.